update at noon, midday to 1 p.m. 21 minutes after 12. Uh, Minister Angie Motecha has gazetted directions that all learners from grades R to 7 must return to the traditional and daily attendance timetable model from today. However, uh, this is on condition that all the COVID-19 regulations are implemented. Uh, Some primary schools in the Northern Cape will not operate at full capacity today as they say that they cannot meet the required COVID-19 protocols. So for more on this, uh, we join on the line by Basic Education um, Minister Angie Mutsecha. Minister, good afternoon. Welcome to Update at Noon. Good afternoon and thank you very much for having me. Minister, um, your assessment of uh, the reporting of uh, primary schools uh, for duty nationally today, uh, given the prescripts that you've issued? Yes, from the reports that I've received from different provinces is that the return is uneven. Some schools have been able to make alternative arrangements to use community halls, churches, and other facilities where they have school halls, even use those facilities. But some schools uh, reported that they are really struggling to meet the required protocols of social distancing. So we'll continue working with them to see if indeed the latest by end of August. We have found solutions which will enable them to return all learners. So in provinces like the Northern Cape, and um, I've seen sporadically in other provinces as well and different areas, Minister, as you will be aware, uh, what happens in the instance where the schools are not able to meet the COVID-19 regulations? That's what I've just said, Sakina, to say we're encouraging them to find alternative means including, for instance, um, as I say, using committee halls if they are there, negotiating with churches or working with, let's say, in, in different uh, uh, committee centers that are there. Some are coming in, they can rotate sometimes, they take it into PT, but they must find the ways of trying to have as many or almost all the learners in schools and find a, a creative or innovative way of getting them all at schools without compromising social distancing. We're yeah. looking at other measures, Sakira, which we, I think, will report on later if we do succeed with the National Coronavirus uh, Control Center. We have an advisory from medical, uh, from the Ministerial Advisory Committee on, 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 on coronavirus, which indicates that for younger kids, we could even be able to reduce from the one meter to half the meter, but it has to be approved first by the NCC, but it's an advisory that we got for from pediatricians, from from doctors. That's why I say, well, look at different ways in which we will be able to assist schools to meet those uh, requirements, because we can't compromise on the requirements, but we also definitely want to see all kids being returned to school. So have you um, put some time frames in place uh, for those who do have challenges as to when they need to start and uh, be ready to comply? We're reporting on a weekly basis. We met with the provinces this Saturday. We'll meet again to see those that have still, still have difficulties. What are the issues? Are they unable to find alternative ways? And said to DG, I'll be very grateful and appreciative if by end of August we would have already met the requirements because we have to start looking at high school kids because we also want them to come back to school for more days.
And then uh, uh, children who dropped out, Minister, because of uh, either uh, contracting COVID-19 or fear of contracting it. Um, uh, Satu said uh, that uh, they would love to see all of these children being traced. Uh, do we have a figure at this point as to how many children have dropped out since the lockdown began? Not exactly. We're estimating, Sakina. You see, this rotational timetabling has also affected our discipline in terms of monitoring attendance because sometimes kids have to come Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The next week they have to come Tuesday, Thursday. And this whole rotation that has really also negatively affected our monitoring. What we do if there's consistent, and teachers observe that consistently children are not coming to days, uh, to, to school, maybe just o- over two weeks. Then there's a tracing program where we and schools have been doing it to try and trace those learners through families, through communities, and see what the problems are and encourage them to come back. My biggest fear, which is what the reason why we we really want to do whatever we can to return them to, to, to school, is that the risk of dropping out. Because if kids get alienated for, from school, for some minds, it's, very, it's going to be very difficult to bring them back to school. So to keep them at school is to keep them engaged all the time so that there's not too much of a gap, which really makes them to, 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 to be alienated from the schooling system. So the answer is that we don't have specific uh, 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 figures. We will be able to monitor much more closer when we have all, the, all of them at school, then we'll be able to report to you to say we've lost 10%. But we do... Uh, 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 I think we must admit that some of the learners who are missing don't know where they are. Whether they are doing, uh, the parents are getting them to work through remote because we have also allowed it. But in poorer communities where there's no chances of remote, we just think we, the system has also alienated them and they have just gotten used to staying home and now are lazy to come back to school. Mm. And an important matter, uh, Minister, one that uh, one would imagine uh, you would perhaps, you know, make a concerted effort in trying to understand and get down to the actual numbers and uh, the reasons behind why uh, children have dropped out. Now, I thought I gave you some of the reasons. And one of the basic reasons is just that if there's no re- a, a, a rigid routine that is very that, that is managed, it's quite difficult to also just manage this loose routine of, uh, of, of, of rotational. So the rotational timetable itself is a threat. The poor supervision because of rotational timetable, the young parents are at work and children have to supervise them. Remember which days they're supposed to go to schools. That also has created a difficulty. So one of the main reasons is the COVID and the and the pressure that we have as a sector to have a rotational system that is negatively affecting our attendance rate and is creating a threat of huge dropout rates. Mm. Uh, the vaccination issue, Minister, and uh, there seem to have been some confusion around this particular matter. Um, 517 um, education, uh, 17,000 education personnel out of 582,000 had received uh, their vaccines in uh, that uh, time frame that was allocated. But uh, speak to us about that because there were conspiracy theories that there were rumors doing the rounds that um, people in the education sector personnel
personnel who did not get vaccinated uh, would probably not be allowed. But, uh, you know, just dispel that for us, please. Now, we've clarified that, Sakina, to say there is no way, even as an employer, we can we, we can work illegally. It's not it's illegal to force anybody to vaccinate. So we will not be able, even by law, even if we wanted to, to link vaccination to employment. So if those teachers who had not vaccinated come back unvaccinated, it's a different issue. But what we are saying, and I am going to give a, a, a directive to, which is part of what we had negotiated with, with labor on comorbidities, that if we have given you an opportunity to be protected, it will not be fair for you not to come back to school and say we have comorbidities. But others who have chosen not to vaccinate, I think it's their right. And we'll handle the way I think the country of health has guided us to say if people don't want to vaccinate, it's their right not to vaccinate. But continue to raise awareness to say they are, and from what we're hearing from health experts, they are more at risk because they are unprotected. If any of the vaccinated person catches a COVID, infect them, they are likely to have more a, 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 a serious symptoms than people who are vaccinated who may be able to, who may contract a, a, a COVID-19, but the risks of them being seriously ill are actually reduced. So they are more at risk than themselves risking other people's safety. So, and that's part of the education we'll be doing. I have been encouraged, because MECs told me in the past week to say, even those that were hesitant, I think beginning to see Lots of people coming forward feel much more braver and feel much more confident that they can present themselves for, from, for, for vaccines. So we still do hope that those that are, have not been vaccinated will still come forward and be vaccinated. But the rumor was just not true and very unfortunate. We can't force people to, to vaccinate if they've chosen not to vaccinate. Minister, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Uh, Minister Angie Mutsecha, uh, the Minister of Basic Education, speaking to us there and uh, uh, hoping that uh, by the end of August, uh, school children, at least at uh, primary school level, will all have returned uh, to school.